Welcome back to the Reside Platform Podcast. This is an emergency podcast because there's big news happening in the real estate industry. And we're going to start out with the NAR lawsuit. This is the Buyer Agent Commission trial. Sitzer Burnett. Big, big news. And we're going to cover it. What we think the impact is going to have, what it is, and what you need to know. Because it's $1.78 billion. I'm here with Preston Guyton and Sunit Agarwal. Welcome, guys. What's up, buddy? How are you? So I'm reading like new stuff this morning. What's up? I see they're saying treble damages from the additional lawsuits being filed to the brokerages. $5.36 billion. Yes. In the state of Missouri only. Because yep. it happened in Kansas City. Um, these lawyers... They can file in every freaking state, boys. Yes, they are, they are the ones going to get paid. Yeah, so what is it? And, like, I think it's important that we just touch on it real quick and then talk about actionable steps because we are not the news. We're only, you know, we are interpreting the news from our own um, per perspective. Go to Housing Wire. Go read up all the data on it that you want, right? For all our readers and viewers. Um, 5.36 billion. Yes. Preston, you said in your post this morning uh, something that is very relevant. Was it 500,000 plaintiffs that are getting two grand each as a result of the class yeah, action? Thing, like, if you did the math, right? It's like, I think it's, it's 5,000 agents is the number. It was home sellers, right? Yeah, it was 5,000 yeah, 5, plaintiffs, yeah. 500,000, whatever the number is. So if you do the math, it ends up being like total is what, 2,700 or whatever it is. But, and then you take off the, or it's actually more than that, but you take off the attorney fees and everything else. The attorney fee is 40%. Yeah. And then, le yeah, and then legal fees and whatever else fee you want to throw on top of it. So it's like $2,000. So the winner in this is who? Yeah, dude, it's the attorney. Yeah, and this, and I was watching our friend uh, La La Mafia this morning, who is uh, very opinionated and smart about this stuff, right? And a strong member of NAR, um, and a good friend of ours. Um, he, um, like, he was saying that NAR is going to is is going to file something. Right. Yeah, What's yeah, the goal? Yeah. They're going to contest appeal. it right away. You're going to, you're going to file. They've already, they've already started filing the appeal. Um, yeah. So the appeal, that's just going to kick the can down the road. It's eventually you'll have to come up, you know, and, and the one thing about that, when you think about that, so say the appeal takes two years or whatever they settle before then, but as an agent, as a company right now, you got to think about like, yeah, this is going to affect me because, okay, now they have a case that's settled. So then copycat lawsuits start happening. Yeah, dude, every state. At a local level. Think about a local level. Like your disgruntled buyer is going to be somebody that you have to worry about beyond just being somebody that, like, it's totally different now. Like, you know, you get a bunch of disgruntled buyers together. What happens then? You know, and then they well, use. These are sellers, right? These are home sellers. It doesn't. It doesn't matter though. You, you, the just, sure. the buyer could say, "Oh well, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't told this, or the seller, whatever it is. You know what I mean? As yeah. a buyer's agent, there's. Well, when you have, you know, we have to be. We we need to dive into what it is, but when you have an industry that has is based on a percentage, 
we get paid a percentage of the, the sales price. And sales prices have only gone up compounding over COVID, 20% a year, 30% a year. Every real estate agent got a raise per transaction, and we can debate whether or not they spent more money and the cost of it and the competition. Yeah, I get it. But the, the people outside the industry have been licking their chops for decades, trying to figure yeah. out a way to get their hands on this commission, right? And there's more commission than ever. So the incentive was there for this law, this law firm, class action lawsuit to find the chink in the armor and go after it. I mean, the incentive was there for sure. I mean, yeah. this will be tied up. Yeah. I mean, it started in 2017. Yeah. This is going to be tied up. This is going to be tied up. You know, and uh, I was seeing a, another one of our friends who's very educated and almost very polarizing, and this is Steve Hawks, right? The Hawkman. Um, um, so it's interesting to see what he's saying. He's like, you know, like, this is all fine. This is all money. It's when the Department of Justice picks it up that could have, you know, big overreaching changes. However, it's all conjecture right now. It's tied up. It's totally there. And, you know, we I just interviewed uh, Lance Lambert on this podcast. Okay. Check, check out that episode. Um, real, real estate analyst, data analyst. He puts out a massive amount of content, so so check that out. He, he reported on this lawsuit and said the DO conjecture, the DOJ wants, it wants to get rid of buyer commissions, right? DOJ, when it comes to antitrust and transparency and commissions that for whatever reason, he, he believes the DOJ department of justice wants to get rid of the buyer commission altogether being paid by the seller. Let me clarify that being paid by the seller. They want the sell, the buyer agent to get paid by the buyer. Is NAR the biggest? Is NAR the biggest? Still the biggest lobbyist in DC? Biggest lobbying group? I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, really, you think about it like MLS. You know, MLS. When you join MLS, I'm pretty sure all of them require you to join. NAR as well. Like you can't. I'm pretty sure that that's yeah, true too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't opt out. Like you could opt out, but you can't be part of an MLS. So Eight. that's, that's, yeah. you know, something to think about. Like what happens if all of a sudden MLSs are forced to allow agents to opt out? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Sunny, leading lobbyist 2022. So not 2023, 2022. I'm sure it's relatively the same. NAR 84. Uh, million dollars spent in lobbying. Number one, number two, Chamber of Commerce. Number three at twenty-five million, pharmaceutical research. Yeah, right. And then you go down to Facebook, is is twenty twenty million, which is one fourth of what the NAR spends on lobbyists. You know, let me tell you, so guys, something. You guys know this is money. Fucking money talks. Money talks. Because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what. If NAR has to settle this, then, you know, some lobbying ain't going to happen either. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, and, you know, there's some... what The narrative is the realtors, 
right? In the headlines, a lot of it's the realtors, even though it's also named Keller Williams, EXP, major brands, right? Are being named. Everybody. But NAR and the people out there that feel like they got paid, they spent a little too much money on commissions. Like, why did my agent get 20 grand? Why did my agent get 30, 30 grand? Right? They're coming out. They're not on our side. I'm saying ours as, you know, real estate agents. So we have to combat that somehow. How do you do that? So how do you come, um, do you, is it over dis disclosing every time you work with a buyer now? Like I know in the state of Washington, you guys have to do buyer brokers ever since this started starting. What has it been a month or two, right? Is it yeah. disclosing how it works? Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we've had to do that in South Carolina for, I don't even, I can't even remember when we didn't have to do it. Really? So I mean, all we have is an agency form inside the contract. Yeah, we have a separate buyer's agency agreement. We have it, but no one, dude, I don't know anyone here that uses it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Right. Like, all of a sudden, that's important. Like, do you have, is there more addendums that the agents get signed? You know, is there another addendum that explains the compensation? You know, the agents that are scared to have that conversation are going to be forced to have those conversations right away because not only is it potentially of them not getting paid, but it's potentially of them getting sued and everything else that uh, it, it creates a lot more liability. So the professionalism is going to have to change. Like a lot of them don't have that conversation because they don't know how to talk about it. You know, so they're going to have to talk about it and be able to explain, you know, what the value is. Like if they're so worried about it, you question then do you have an app? Do you really believe in the value that you offer if you can't explain what that is? There's a lot of other conversations going on around this too. Um, the mortgage industry figuring out a way to finance buyer side emission. Um, okay. So it's it's far from over. Yeah. What yeah. does an agent? What does a real estate leader do today? Like this is what I'm thinking for myself. So I'm at so and I was going to write a tweet about it in fact i did write a tweet about it so follow me on twitter please um nick are you even following me on twitter no but i will today okay thanks i'm not following you either but hey um but um is number one how's your mortgage arm doing that's something to think about right how's your mortgage arm doing number two when was the last time you wrote down like every potential listing lead source and like audited your business, right? Are you hitting listing lead gen on every level? For me, last time I wrote it down was about four months ago and I was doing a crappy job back then because it wasn't perfect, right? But if you're an agent listening to this, I want you to write down every listing lead source you can think of, any place you ever heard you get a listing. And I'm not saying spend a bunch of money, but get that plan going, write it out, get that mind dump going. If you want one of mine, shoot, you could probably opt in somewhere and I'll send it to you. Maybe we, maybe we put a link in the, in the show notes, but are you doing those two things is how's your mortgage arm? Right. I just wrote that on my whiteboard, Nick, build back up mortgage. How's your mortgage arm? Are you hitting every single listing legion you can think of? 
And number three, what's your value stack as a buyer's agent? How many unique sales propositions do you have? What else do you offer? Right? I would, something I would add to that is, as especially as an independent brokerage, does your insurance cover a potential lawsuit like this? I mean, seriously, like people just assume that you know, cover that? No. Nah. No, majority of ENOs out there do not cover it. So you need to call your insurance company and find out what insurance you need to have because what happens if this is numbers 500,000 on a local level? Can you set up a brokerage for, can you write a check for $200,000 or whatever it may be? You know, so I think- you're on the East Coast, have you called your insurance guy yet? Yeah, doing that today. Okay, let me know what he says. Is that general liability? That's not general. That's lawsuit insurance. General liability is not. So general liability would be something that happened within, you know, within your actually office location. Um, yeah. Well, you have. I mean, I mean, some errors and omission might cover it, but I don't think so. But it's you know you definitely need to find out what that is and just add that to what you need for insurance, and just hope you never need it. Well, well, yeah, E&O insurance, general liability insurance, I, they're, they're, they're going to have to adjust to because they're going to want to protect themselves against this lawsuit. So watch the application. I, you know, I was filling out my application early this year for E&O. Let's get it locked up, ready to go. But when it comes to the, like the agent level and the, even the team leader level, you know, don't overcorrect. You know, don't correct for something that hasn't happened yet. Like this is all news, but at the same time, go back to what we know we should have been doing anyways, right? Like what's Sinise saying? What's your value stack for on the buyer side of the business? Do you have one besides going into the MLS and looking yeah. at properties? Because you probably don't. You need, you need a, you need a buyer presentation, just like you have a listing presentation. Yep. You know, you need this, whether that's an iPad slideshow, whether it's a flip chart, whether it's a one panel, but you need a sit down consultation, value presentation, just like you do on the listing side to add value so that you can then talk about compensation. And, and your agents need to be trained on that and they need to be proficient. And I think a lot of people, a lot of professionals will, will not question the compensation. I think, you know, obviously this is all speculation, but I could see where it could potentially come into play as more luxury type properties, you know, is it really, really worth paying a 3% commission on a $3 million property, right? When the, the buyer's agent's making $90,000. So, you know, does, and, and those are all, and, and like you said, you don't have to worry about that now because this is something that will get kicked down, but you definitely want to be, just become more professional, be able to explain what you're doing, what you offer, how you get compensated. Don't just say we get, yeah, the listing agent pays it or the, or the listing you know, the, the, the listing pays it. Like I hear so many agents do it's paid yeah, on the or, listing. Or how much, how much do I, we've had clients, you know, this clients ask you on the buyer's side, how much do I pay you? And the, and the agents for years have been saying nothing. Nothing. So, so those agents that have that mindset are going to get crushed and the agents that are being trained and have a process on the buy side are going to win because they're going to, and you know, what we're doing and you guys know, this is we're we're adding immediate value by Zoom. So we'll jump on a Zoom with them before we meet with them, before you show them a home. Well, what are we doing on the Zoom? We're adding value. 
we're doing the presentation, we're doing a consultation, we're signing them up on a representation agreement. Then we go out and meet them, right? And your agents that do it the right way probably will save themselves a lot of time because how many buyers agents have been chasing people around town for years, burning gas, and they never buy from them, right? And they get a little bit jaded. The other side of the business, I think, is the listing side. And, and yeah, you double down on listing. Like Lassini said, all your listing lead gen, it's all about listings. Now, on the listing side, if you look at the lawsuit carefully, it says buyer agent commission, but that's not really on the buyer side. That's the seller complaining, the seller saying, I should have had to have paid that. Yeah. So being really clear, being really clear to the seller what they're paying the buyer's agent and allowing them to choose what to pay them, right? Because the lawsuit is like, hey, I didn't know you were going to give them two and a half percent. What the heck? So making it very clear in the listing agreement, right? You are, what do you want to, what do you want to offer out of your pocket? Not out of my pocket. What do you want to offer? Right? And they're going to choose free market. Do you think that's going to have downward? You think that's going to change the commission that's being offered to the buyer's agent if if the seller explicitly has to choose their commission to the buyer's agent? Like if you're a seller, if you're a seller sitting there, not a real estate agent, and you're like, "Hey, Preston, uh, what do you want to offer the buyer's agent?" Oh yeah, you you they're going to go like you know unless the it depends on the listing agent it depends on how you explain it right how you could, how you explain it and how people are going to perceive it. Um, you well, know, people I, are going to perceive it like you're an asshole if yeah. you're the listing agent who's off who's taking three percent offering five hundred bucks. Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. So it's it's going to be it's going to be how it's you know how the listing agent sells it to the client and how they go through it and and how they talk about the value. I mean, they're going to have to be able to talk about the value of a, a good buyer agent and what they do, you know, and what is that by showing the amount of hours, the stuff that people don't see, like they see the check, but they don't know what, what it was. What I think it it's really about. like explaining relationships and like the competitive market to get the most money and wanting to make sure, well, I mean, some people, some, some consumers are going to love it and some consumers are going to say, through it, give them nothing. But here's the cool thing. Even if the seller decides, hey, let's hey, Preston, let's do five hundred dollars because I I you know what? Let's see what happens. You know, that the buyer can pay them, the buyer's agent can pay the buyer, right? Well, the free markets can decide whether or not that's enough money for me to show your home. Yeah. Let the market decide that, right? And I think what they're going to find is a buyer's agent's not willing to do it because it's they're, it's going to cost them $500 in gas driving around town, right? And they have to pay their brokerage fees, right? $500 in splits, right? The, like, market, yeah. the market's going to decide this thing. Now, I think where NAR, the collusion part of this yeah. is going to go away. See, here here's where I see the collusion part of the lawsuit. NAR for a while in MLS around the country and certain things had rules. They actually had rules, not all of them, but some of them had rules that stated you have to, you have to have compensation. That's where they screwed up. They said you have to offer something. 
And they they retroact, you know, they proactive, not retroactively, they proactively change that to say, oh no, now it can be zero. Right. So that's gonna save, that's gonna save the industry moving forward, where the seller has the option to go to zero now, where before it was like a must. And that's kind of an antitrust problem, right? Where you're saying, even if it's a dollar, we're all we're all agreeing you have to do this. That's where the problem came. What are your guys' thoughts on that take? Yeah, I think going into, I think they pulled some like operating agreements from some of these larger companies as, as well that had it in the operating agreement and said that, you know, you have to list at this fee. Um, you know, we're not a discount broker. And there was actually verbiage like that in some of the operating agreements of some of these franchises. Uh, and guess what? Well, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, just, that, that, that was brought out in the case was like, you know, that was state, that was part of, of what they presented. So, you know, I think they changed it to like before, I think it was like some of the MLS said you had to be at least 0.1% or 0.01%. Yeah, and dead in the water. And then they totally pulled that out. It, it, back in, back in my airline days, I helped focus air cargo, get their FAA certificate to get their airline certificate. And it was funny because they were like, well, how did we get all these, the, all, you know, we had an operating agreement. We had a flight op agreement. You know, we were trying to get certified. And I remember talking to these these really experienced pilots and aviation uh, companies, you know, like operators. And they're like, these are all the same. American Airlines, United Airlines, it's the same operating. It's just Xeroxed. The old, it's Xeroxed, right? We just changed the names. And so how many of these operating agreements you know, Better Homes and Garden, all the Realogy brands, Anywhere Real Estate, they're the same, just a different name, yeah. right? So, you know, you're 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 the judge and they're showing you these operating agreements that look, yeah. they look a lot alike. Yeah, they do. So, well, it looks like you, it looks like you conspired or co colluded where in fact, you're just lazy and just copied, you're just like copied and paste. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Just so you know, we could sit here and go down a ton of different rabbit holes. Like what happens in referral situations? Did the, did the person buying that know you're getting a referral fee? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that could, you know, then question like buyer leads. Dude, what about Zillow? big referral lead companies, yeah. bro? Like, does the, do the buyers know that Zillow is getting a 40% fee from somebody that buys off of a, you know what I mean? Like get out of town. Yeah, it, yeah. Really the buyers no. The buyers like in my world, the buyers only know that when the buyer asks for a credit, we're all, dude, sorry, but we're giving like near damn near half this money. That's what I'm saying. So you look at like where does where does this? It's gonna, it's tied up right right now. You said, but but it's it's it could get real. So here's your aftermost step for every viewer, a listener. If you're an agent, then. Get your listing lead gen plan, right? And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And, and as a matter of fact, I'll write something and put it in the show notes. It maybe won't be up right away. It'll be up in a couple of days. So if you're coming and watching it new, then come back by Friday and we'll and we'll get it in there before I give myself more shit to do. That'll just add to the Nick and Preston. They're all, don't you have other stuff that you got to finish first? Um, but um, but um, yeah, it's a lot of it. But um, get your listing lead gen plan. Write it out. Start with free stuff. Start with stuff you can do. Just, you know, change some activity. If you're a professional realtor and want to continue to be one for the long term, get some time done planning. Don't make it fancy. Get a damn piece of paper and start writing. 
Number two is figure out your value stack and your buyer presentation. And that's all we've been saying this shit forever. Yeah. And don't buy a presentation. Figure it out. Another thing too, don't freak out. Don't Don't freak freak out. out. Number one, don't freak out. Yeah. Don't freak. Keep moving forward. Keep, you know, you you get paid for really good customer service. You get paid for being a good agent and answering the phone and doing the things you're asked to do. Yes. And you're doing that. You'll continue making money, but like freaking out over the news, it's on social media or somebody talking about it. They have way too much time to talk about it on social media and they should actually be out showing how you should be excited. Mr. Professional agent. Yeah. Because you will have less competition and you will thrive. Every challenge is a gift. Get some. Yeah. If you're a broker, call your insurance broker and just see see what's happening there. Exactly. Yeah. And don't, yeah, don't, don't overreact. Don't be chicken little, chicken little on Facebook. Yeah. Don't get your news on social media. No. No. Exactly. I said that to somebody yesterday. Me like, too. I was like, come on, man. You could read this stuff. You could look it up. There's so much documentation that you can actually read instead of somebody putting their own personal opinion and spin on it. Just read. The professional, hardworking real estate agent will thrive. I know would add the one with the that has a process and a system, because yeah. the, the willy nilly people are the ones that aren't doing, aren't going to disclose. They're not going to be transparent with the consumer. They're not going to do the proper paperwork, per paperwork in the right order. And one thing to add to all this, it's like these these things aren't new. It's no. just what is going to be enforced. I'll give you an example, and we can end it. You know, in my in my state, we ha- well we have a. Lead-based paint, right? You guys have lead-based paint disclosures? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, we've done them for years. How many times have you been audited on your lead-based paint? Never. Never. I have one time. Oh, God. Right? The EPA came in, Environmental Protection Agency, and audited me. So, you know, you think you've been doing it right perfectly for a long time, and we we did really, really well, right? But were we perfect? No. So... So nobody's perfect out there. It's just what what do they decide to audit? Yeah. What do they decide to audit? And so if they're going to start auditing, you know, the commission offered to the buyer's agent or the referral fees or whatever, that's what you're going to have to really be prepared for. But we don't know what that's going to be. So, you know, have a process, add tons of value, um, huge opportunity for everybody. And there's more news happening in real estate and we'll get to that on another episode guys yes stay tuned yeah see you later